You're listening to The Coffee Hour. I'm Andy Bates. I'm Jordan Harms. We are at the LCMS convention in Milwaukee, Wisconsin, and have the opportunity to sit down with representatives visiting the convention. And so we're recording this advance. By the time you hear this, the convention will probably have have concluded. (laughs) But we have the, the pleasure of talking with friends from Finland today. Thanks to Concordia University, Wisconsin for supporting the Coffee Hour. Find out more about Concordia University, Wisconsin at cuw.edu. Live Uncommon. Joining us today, the Reverend Dr. Johanna Poihola. He's Bishop of the Evangelical Lutheran Mission Diocese of Finland. Bishop Poihola, thanks for joining us today. Thank you. It's great to be here. And Dr. Paivi Rasanen, medical doctor and longstanding member of the Finnish Parliament. Dr. Rasanen, thank you. Thank you so much. It's a pleasure to be here. So you both made world news in the last few years, and we're going to talk a little bit about what led up to that event. But let's start with a little history of the Evangelical Lutheran Mission Diocese of Finland. Where did this this church body begin? Well, our history goes back to the Evangelical Lutheran Church of Finland, which is kind of the established state church, if you could call that. It has a long-standing history for for centuries. Mm-hmm. And there was the inner struggle, especially starting in 1970, with the question of women's ordination and the authority of the, the Bible. And eventually that led, led to the situation that there were more and more people without proper altars and, and, and pulpits. I mean, that they could not anymore attend their own parishes because there were women pastors. So we started year 2000 to establish worship communities, new congregations inside the established Lutheran church. So we were kind of the confessional front minority in the big church. And that led step by step to the situation that we had to form an our own church body. And, and we started with one congregation and now we have 42 and several missions. So we are a young church body, but we don't as see as ourselves as a new church body, but continuing that old confession, that old faith that our mothers and fathers have confessed in past generations. And we are, the, we are not the only remnant, but we, are, we represent the remnant in, in this historical setting. For our, our Western understanding in the United States, where church is separate from the state, help us understand the relationship mm-hmm. of the state or the government to the, the church in Finland, the, your previous church body. Well, historically, it goes that it, it, by law, you had to be Lutheran in Finland. Mm. <laughs> and the freedom of religion, in a way, that was in 1920s, that you could form an other Lutheran church body. So we have hundreds of his, years of history since the time of the Reformation. So still, I think you are the, in the parliament, family, so, so that, that the church law must be is, is accepted by yes. the Finnish parliament. But of course, the, the church enjoys freedoms, but, but it has the right, right for taxation. So, it, so if you're a member of church, it goes directly from your salary to pay the tax, church tax, and, and that then enables the, the work of the established Lutheran church. So that's, that's kind of it. And, and I think it's not only the legal system, but it's, it's culturally what it's, it was in, interwoven that, that to be a Finn was to be a Lutheran in, in the established Lutheran church. But of course, nowadays in this multicultural postmodern world, when all the big structures are collapsing in some mm-hmm. way or the other, there's a rapid decline of the membership of established Lutheran church. And that's happening, I mean, in England, in Anglican church of Sweden, Norway. I mean, these major church bodies are becoming minority churches in the long run. What other kinds of, are there other kinds of, I imagine other kinds of Christians there too. It's not just the the Lutheran Church, right? Is there 
other establishments? Like, what, what's the Lutheran presence now compared to how it's been? Do you and think? Well, in we, we have two national and Lutheran churches. The other yeah. one is the Eastern Orthodox. <laughs> that the Christianity came from West and East, okay. both, both the directions. And of course, we have then all the variety of of of, of uh, you know Pentecostal movement and and, and charismatic movements and, and so forth. But inside the established Lutheran churches, there's uh, revival movements from 19th and, and, and 20th century, which have been kind of the traditional, even confessional Lutheran voice in Finland. And, and those groups are still, in a way, carrying on the battle and confessing their good faith in the established Lutheran church. Mm. But for, for us, you know, we chose that path that, that, that we don't... Oh, not only want to take a step backwards and see how our space is getting right. <laughs> diminished all the time, but we, you know we, we we are mission diocese, and so we have the mission calling and 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 to establish new new congregations and 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 invite people to receive the gifts of Christ at the altar and the pulpit. What would you say are the marks of Finnish culture today? What are some things that are unique or significant about Finnish culture today? visiting the States and seeing what culture looks like here, how would you describe that comparison? Well, Finland is a great country to live. I'm very proud of my country in many, many ways. It's a wealthy country, and in, in some way we see still kind of the good Christian Lutheran background that there's, you know, we value work and, and honesty and, 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 and that kind of good qualities. But on the other hand, we see that it becomes very secular, Mm-hmm. And 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 the number of of you know children in the families are diminishing, and we see this cultural revolution, you know, with 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 abortion, and and now the the, the LGBTQ and the rainbow flag is all over the place. So, in that sense, we are losing rapidly the the good Christian background that we have had as a society, mm-hmm. and and that of course. Our court case is one, one symptom of the, that big change. So, in in that respect, I'm, 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 I have big concerns how we, how our function, our society will function in the future. Doctor Rasanen, what prompted you to to study medicine and to become a physician? Why did you want to become a physician? In fact, I remember that already when when I was a small child, I I had a dream to become a doctor to help other oh, wow. people <laughs> and, <laughs> and so on. But uh, I, I had also other options. I was very interested in mathematics and very good in it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so when I started to study, I started also in studying mathematics and techniques and 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 medicine. But then I had to choose, and I chose mm. medicine. How do you think that that, equips you. I imagine it does in several ways. Being a doctor and being a physician equips you to serve not only the church, but your neighbors and to serve God. And because now you're in a unique position, I feel like, especially with, you know, we'll get to to the pamphlet and everything, but you have a unique perspective of almost both sides. Yes. Christian, Mm -hmm. but well, science too. So. Yeah. In fact, I have been now already 28 years in parliament, so I have not anymore mm. <laughs> worked as a medical doctor. But before <laughs> it, I, I worked for 10 years uh, as a medical doctor. And I have been also active in church. When I studied medicine, I was active in student mission work. 
we went from door to door to speak about Christianity and tell about my faith uh, for, uh, about Jesus. Yeah. And also, as, as a medical doctor, I involved in the discussion of ethical issues, especially about defending the life and dignity of unborn babies. Mm. The, the issue of abortion has been very important for me, and I have been active in, in that. I have written books and, and been in panel discussions and in TV and radio and so on in, in, in Finland. And also in, in church events, I have given lectures about these issues. So, so I'm happy that I have had the possibility to serve churches also in, 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 with, with my, my medical side and, and and now when i have been in in parliament i i have done a lot of work with social and health issues in in parliament so i'm also also now in into committee of social and health yeah. just now sitting so it has been important but but i'm i'm christian i have been all the time open about my christian faith and about the Christ, Christian values, which which were the basis why I candidated yeah. in the in the beginning and and wanted to, <laughs> to to become a parliamentarian. I think we as a church worldwide need more people like that. <laughs> so thank you. <laughs> thank you. We certainly do need more Christians, confessing Christians, who are are bold to serve in public offices. Let's talk in just a minute. We'll talk more about the the document that was written and published in 2004. We'll talk about what prompted writing that in your work as a physician, in your work as a pastor as well. What prompted that? We'll continue the conversation from the LCMS convention in just a moment. You're listening to The Coffee Hour. I'm Andy Bates. I'm Jordan Harms. At Concordia University, Wisconsin, we believe you were created for a reason, to use your God-given gifts to help others, to live a life of self-sacrifice in a me-first world, to live a life that's uncommon. Whether you're taking one of 50-plus online programs or learning with us in person on the shores of Lake Michigan, you'll be equipped to make an uncommon impact. Learn more at cuw.edu. Concordia University, Wisconsin. Live uncommon. You're listening to The Coffee Hour. I'm Andy Bates. I'm Jordan Harms. We are at the LCMS Convention in Milwaukee, Wisconsin, talking with the Reverend Dr. Johanna Poyola. He's Bishop of the Evangelical Lutheran Mission Diocese of Finland, and Dr. Paivi Rasanen. She's a medical doctor and longstanding member of the Finnish Parliament. Both of you have vocations that serve your neighbor in many ways. You serve as a pastor who cares for a flock, and now a bishop cares for many flocks, right? Cares for <laughs> shepherds who shepherd flocks, and a physician, and also serving your country, your community by serving in parliament. What prompted the writing of your the pamphlet that was published in 2004 regarding human sexuality? Well, when I, I was ordained in 1999, and we started to work here 2000, and I saw that one of the aspects for the work would be to have a catechetical series to teach the laity. And we start 
very you know basic topics of, of baptism, Lord's Supper, you know, Office mm. of the Holy Ministry, and so forth. And that was the series sponsored by Lutheran Heritage Foundation. So the friends from LCMS for supporting <laughs> this work. And 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 then there was a discussion in society about marriage and homosexuality. And I knew Mrs. Razanen, who was an outstanding writer and, and, and a public speaker. And that, that since she's a Christian, she's a medical doctor and a parliamentarian, from these three aspects to address the issue. And, and, and then I, she promised, you know, she was very busy, but promised to write something. And, 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 and then we published this pamphlet, Male and Female. He created them, Homosexual Relationships Challenge the Christian Concept of Humanity. That was 2004, and it was, you know, a few thousand copies, and later on we then put the whole series, 20, about 25 mm. pieces, in our website. And this has been out of print in Finnish for a long time, and, and, <laughs> and, and so forth. And, and, and it was hidden like, you know, forgotten, hidden like Joseph in the dungeon. Yeah. But, <laughs> but then came the day, then came yeah. the day, then it was raised up. And and, uh-huh. and 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 then the kings and the the, the prime ministers and others were talking about this little pamphlet, <laughs> and and Mrs. Rasanen had has said many times that if she only had known that it would be right. such a remarkable piece of work, she have, she would have done a much better job. <laughs> yes. Now it's too late. No, <laughs> it is too late. Yeah. So, oh, go ahead. All right. What was who was the intended audience? When you made the who 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 did you write this for? Because earlier you were talking about how the LGBTQ movement nowadays, especially, is exploding. Yes, but back when you wrote it, no, well, it it was for our laity. Okay, you know, to to prepare them to face the questions okay. and also to to invite people with the same sex attraction, you know, mm-hmm. and to understand the situation. <laughs> so this was not a political or cultural, you know. You know, fight pamphlet now. Now go to the bar you know, and, <laughs> and 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 let's yes. march bravely forward. So, but it, it was for mainly mainly for the members in, for for right. okay to, to be prepared, and 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 so later on, then Mrs. Razana may tell you how how this pamphlet was discovered after after seventeen years. <laughs> I almost they dug it up. <laughs> yeah, they dug it up from our web page. So, yeah. so that's the story. So I, I cannot play as a hero here. <laughs> <laughs> Dr. Rossinen, what was the aim of the pamphlet? What did what did you want to communicate in this pamphlet on human sexuality? Yes, at first it was the Lutheran Foundation of Finland who asked me to write it. And the aim was to write as as a Christian from the basis of of the Bible, what Bible teach about teaches about marriage and homosexuality, my thoughts, <laughs> and also as as a medical doctor and as a mother of five children <laughs> and 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 uh, as a Christian and and uh, as a politician because at that time I was also a member of Parliament and this was a very topical issue also in Parliament because just two years ago. Before I wrote this this booklet, we had uh, in our parliament the legislation about the partnership of homosexual couples. And there was a discussion about going further to the legal marriage of same-sex couples. And so it, it was also in parliament and in our society, it was a very, very topical issue. And of course, Christians 
were asking that what should we now say and mm-hmm. what what should we think and and I wrote this pamphlet to Christians. It was some kind of study material for them to think about these sure. issues. Mm-hmm. What were the insights that you were able to provide as a physician that that you could provide? Obviously, bishop, pastor could could write from God's word too. What were the insights you could provide as a physician that were helpful? Of course, as a doctor, <laughs> I know how uh, how people are born mm-hmm. <laughs> as girls and and boys, and and how also physically the marriage is is a very natural form of 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 living together. So only these basic basic issues <laughs> that mm-hmm. that all medic medical doctors know. Mm-hmm. So. A big question <laughs> that, of course, we have to ask is how was this received initially, and how is it received now by well, by yes, every well everyone there, in Finland now. There was some discussion, not very large discussion, when this was published because Mrs. Razan is a public figure even during that time. But I mean, it was kind of you know received and and it and you know bit no big hush, and 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 it I think this pamphlet in that respect describes the the change of the times so it was allowed yeah. this was nothing you know was shocking here mm-hmm. and 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 it was kind of a basic thing to say and and of course somebody can be offended but it is not culturally you know right re- it's kind yeah. of a red flag that you know but then then you you see how the you know the lgbtq you know movement gave more and more power in the society and the questions right. of discrimination and minorities and and you know homophobia and 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 especially the the right not to be offended so do, uh-huh. the, the society must be a safe space in that respect and the law of god cannot be you know re, you know public said and so forth but it started 2019 with a tweet mrs rasen tweeted and maybe you can tell yourself about that mm. and that kind of caused then that they dug up what 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 oh, else, man. Mrs. Twitter? Razzani, what, Twitter's dangerous, you know. <laughs> yeah, what, what else, Mrs. Razan has said about yeah. it, and then the process started, you know, very mm. rapidly from there. Yes, uh, at that time when when I wrote and 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 they published this pamphlet, I I would never imagine that there could be anything criminal or illegal in this pamphlet. We had at that time. The law about incitement against minorities, agitation against minorities, and uh, and uh, of course I knew about that that legislation. I I I I couldn't imagine that this this would offend, be be offending. But then the situation has changed a lot during these past years and decades in Finland. The the general atmosphere against Christian values. And and four years ago, I was shocked when I heard that our the Finnish Lutheran Church, the main church, offered its public support to the Pride event. And I I was very worried about it that it would let long, especially young Christians astray, and and undermine the trust on God's word. Because it was so against God's word, what 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 is the teaching of of, of Bible, and I published a 
Twitter, where I targeted the leadership of the church and asked that how is it possible that you are celebrating as as a matter of pride something that Bible calls same and sin. And yeah. and I I accompanied a photo from the Bible from the letter to Romans chapter one, where Apostle Paul teaches about same-sex relationships, that they are sinful and shameful. And after that, there began a debate in, in, our, in our society, and some citizen made a criminal complaint against it, and police started to investigate it. And then when that came into public, there became more complaints from citizens. And somebody had found this, <laughs> this old pamphlet <laughs> from uh, from internet. Yeah, actually, yeah. it was an established Lutheran theologian. <laughs> so, uh, yes. <laughs> and, then, and then there was also one radio program. So I have now three charges against me, and Johanna, Bishop Johanna has one charge against against him because he has he's in charge of publishing this. Yeah, I'm the editor of this program. So yes. Mm. So. This is briefly the situation. Then we were interrogated in, 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 by, by police. I have sat over 13 hours in, poli- in a police station, interrogated. <laughs> the Bible was on the table and the police was asking about theological issues that what is the meaning of sin, what is the meaning of the letter to Romans, and, and so on. And wow. just a few years ago, I had been a minister of interior, like home secretary here in 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 US, in charge of the police. So it it felt very absurd, very unreal that can this happen in Finland? It was like it it was in Soviet or or North Korea. So the the situation has changed a lot, and it has been very very surprising for us that that we are now living in that kind of situation. Of course, then. The prosecutor filed up the charges, and and we were also in in Helsinki District Court for two days. We got acquittal of all charges there, but the prosecutor appealed to the appellate court, which will have its trials next month on August. Wow. (laughs) What does this mean for God's word in Finland? What does this mean for religious freedom and free speech in Finland? Well, we keep on preaching the word of God, no matter what the the, the, the price is. I mean, that's that's self-evident. And I think uh, there's still a freedom of religion in, in, in Finland, so we don't, you know, there's not immediate crisis. But this kind of court case has a, what is called a chilling effect in a society. Mm-hmm. And... and that means that, you know, many, many, many Christians, are, they, are, they have received a signal from the highest authority. Watch out what you say publicly. And, and then the, the danger is the self-censorship, mm-hmm. the, that the people become more and more afraid to say publicly those, you know, basic Christian teaching about what is a man, what is a woman, what mm-hmm. is marriage, what is sin. Because they are afraid that they might lose their, lose their job, or they are, they are, you know, excluded in their workplace somehow, and, and so forth and so forth. So, so it's not anymore 
in a way, the, the space is getting smaller and smaller. And that's why we have, you know, calling encourage people to say that now, you know, use it or you lose it. Your your yeah. your your freedom yeah. of religion. Yes, I I totally agree with with Johanna, but there is also the other side, and I'm very happy that during this case, during during this audio, I have got thousands and thousands of messages from people from Finland and also abroad who have told that by this case they have been encouraged to mm. pray. And and to be open about their faith, and to discuss about about their faith and and beliefs and at what what Bible teaches about these issues. I have also got messages from people who have told that when they started to read the Bible, they have they have found Christ. Even gay people have sent this kind of messages. So I have been so happy that we have had chances, even through live broadcasts from courthouse to tell to Finnish homes the good message of gospel, that what is the solution to the problem of sin in, in the Bible. So I, I feel that this has been also also a privilege, but there are the both sides. Mm-hmm. Uh, th- this is like a punishment, this process, and it, 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 it has a chilling effect, but also the other side. And when we are going to to the appellate court my prayer is that god would open up chances to testify about jesus and tell the good message of bible to many many finnish people when is that when is that court date it is 22nd of august but there are still some problems that it may change the okay. dates may change but we, we think that it is next month. We've been talking with Reverend Dr. Johanna Poyola. He's Bishop of Evangelical Lutheran Mission Diocese of Finland, Dr. Paivi Rasen, and medical doctor and longstanding member of Finnish Parliament. Thank you so much for sharing your story with us today. Yes, thank you. Thank you. We thank appreciate you. your work a lot. You've been listening to The Coffee Hour. I'm Andy Bates. I'm Jordan Hall. The Coffee Hour with Andy and Sarah is a production of KFUO. To support the Coffee Hour and KFUO Radio, visit KFUO.org. You can also text KFUO to 41444 or send an email to gifts at KFUO.org. And you can call us at 800-844-0524. KFUO. Christ for you. Anytime. Anywhere. Anywhere.